yourself sorted over there. I'm are you sorted. There, I'm sorted. Yeah. Sorry. How are you going, champion? <laughs> a little late to the ad break previously. Oh, mate, we're just such a popular show. We've got a, got so many ads to get across because so many people want to be involved with Afternoons with Steffi. So, you know, them first. <laughs> Look, I, t- I totally understand. I totally understand. <laughs> hey, our talk topic for today, mate, is hometown beatdowns. Now, this is on the back of the Sydney Sixers being raging favourites to, take, uh, to beat the Brisbane Heat last night in the BBL. By mm. the way, do you guys get across the BBL at all? Um, we do. Uh, if I'm perfectly honest, I feel like the interest over here has waned a little bit since the likes of your your big international superstars were playing it, like the Chris Gale and, and stuff like that. And um, I know it's it seems to have recovered over there for your Australian viewers, which is fantastic. Mm. It's a fantastic competition for your domestic cricketers, I've got to say, but doesn't capture me much now as it used to when we had Chris Lynn and Bass McCallum up there at Brisbane, the Bash Brothers. I used to love that era. Yeah, I tell you what, Chris Lynn would walk out to bat. Didn't quite happen in the last three or four years, but he'd walk out to bat, and you had to watch. Yes, you just and and Brendan McCullum was a a little bit the same. So anyway, the Heat got it done very comfortably. Uh, well, reasonably comfortably. They should have been more comfortable. Uh, Michael Nisa, the star in that one. So the hometown beatdown. So this is what we're getting from listener Paul. How about Australia two breaking the one hundred and thirty-two years of dominance in the America's Cup? See, that's perfect. Amazing hometown beatdown. Beautiful. Yeah. How about Sir Edmund yeah. Hillary being the first one to climb Everest? <laughs> but didn't he do it with uh, Sherpa Tenze? Sherpa Tenzing, yeah. But... Tenzing, yeah. So he was a hometown fella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they That's fair. Yeah, okay. well, they weren't racing. They didn't race <laughs> each other to the top, did they? I've never found what out who's... Sir Edmund going... I've never found out whose foot actually hit the crater on the top first. Never found that out. So he didn't say, oh, Sherpa Tenzing, look over there. And then as he turned, <laughs> Sir Edmund started running up, running up the hill. Is that, that was not, that, we knocked the bastard off. Isn't that, that what he said? That's what he said. Jeez, you're good on your New Zealand history. Yeah, we knocked the bastard off. Mm. Um, uh, can, can, you, so, can you inform us? I know you're probably doing this yeah. ad nauseum, but we're not because we've just – we're not across the CBA. There's just no progress coming out. Josh Adokar's just made himself unavailable for the Indigenous All-Stars game. Is there anything behind that? Is there any oh, more developments? Look, it's, a, it's a good question, mate. I've reached out to people at Canterbury just to get some clarification. We've had a few uh, text messages saying, oh, do you think this is um, the first sign that the RLPA are doing? Do you think it's Gus Gould and Cameron Serrato putting their foot down and saying, no, what you're doing for the Bulldogs is more important? I don't think either of those men would stop Josh Adokar from playing in the Indigenous All-Stars game. Like this is the, It's a really important game for them. And they're playing for them for motivations beyond, hey, it's a first game and, hey, it's it's a, a, you know, a, a game that we need to win or want to win. They're really, really... Um, aware that they're representing their people. Josh is a great Indigenous leader. I think mm. he's a great leader, full stop, within the game. I, I, I can't say it other than um, it's a very, very um, legitimate reason that Josh Adokar has pulled out of this one. As far as the CBA goes, mate, it's, it, it's, it really is a he said, he said situation. You, you, um, you're not really sure what to believe. There's very little that's coming out, which is a positive, right? There's no no, not leaking like a sieve, but um, depending on who you speak to, uh, it's it's no ground given and the simmering uh, discussion or the next person will say, no, they've made good progress around the mm. NRLW. What I do know is this, Staffy, 
that whichever way it comes down, whichever way it's portrayed, and I hope that strike action doesn't happen, um, especially across the NRL, but the, the weight of public opinion will side most definitely against the players in this one. Mm. Has anyone said the phrase, if it's not sorted out, we're not playing? Well, um, Adam Elliott went on Breakfast Radio in Newcastle today and he his direct quote was that if we don't have something from the NRL in 48 hours, then quote unquote, something extreme will occur. Wow. So re- read into that what you will. Mm. Um, there's 60 NRL players that are getting together over the course of this weekend, starting today. And Andrew Abdo, who has said earlier this week he'd like the opportunity to address NRL players, will be given that opportunity. So, oh, to be a fly on the wall for that one, Staffy. Jeepers. I just wonder what something mm. varies. Do, do they climb onto the roof of the NRL head office with placards and flower bombs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, what do we want? Oh, not more money, a seat at the table. But yeah. everyone perceives it as they want more money. It's more than that, uh, and it's, yeah. It's it's completely more than that. It's it's so much more than that. And and we're really light on details too, aren't we? Yeah. I, mean, I had a I had a conversation with Sammy, your man Sammy, off air, and was saying, well, the money that they want to put aside for um, this players fund, does that come from the NRL? Well, the NRL saying, yeah, well, we're putting sixty million in, and then the players association say, well, no, you're not. You're only putting in fifteen million. Well, <laughs> it's a number, right? <laughs> it's it's a definitive number. One of them's right and one of them's wrong, or maybe they're both wrong. I don't know. But it, that's why people are really struggling with it, Staffy. Yeah, and silence creates speculation. I've always said that. If you don't tell us what the truth is, people will make up the truth, and that's that's horrific. Yeah, yeah, really good point. Hey, you want to know the other hometown beatdown that I wanted to make mention of? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know where this <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I know the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Round one, 1995, Mount Smart Stadium. Mm. Do you remember? Yeah. The Auckland Warriors, the homecoming, the drums were beating. They walked out through that tunnel, remember? Yeah. Dean Bell. Army helicopters, paratroopers. Yeah, all of that, all of that. And unfortunately, the Brisbane Broncos spoiled the party. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But what a, what a night that was. The whole country was watching. It was fantastic. But we just happened to come up with one of the best teams in the comp. Uh, one of the best teams in the comp, 25-22. You know who was the star of the night? Phil Blake. Um, well, a, 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 well, close, Blakey. Uh, a bloke named Alan Langer. Uh, scored two tries, kicked a goal and kicked a field goal. Thanks very much. And now he runs water incessantly. He's on the field as much now as he used to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His game time was less than what it is now uh, in, that, in that game back in, back in round. 29,220 people. Yeah, couldn't fit another one in. Couldn't fit a single yeah. soul in. Were you there that night, Staffy? No, I was at home watching it on TV, Palmerston North. Glory days. Uh, glory days, absolutely. Mm. Uh, what's on for the weekend, mate? <laughs> We've got a long weekend in here. You had Australia Day the other day. We've got Waitangi weekend uh, on Monday, so it's a, a longish weekend. I'm Actually, you'll like this, Jimmy. Um, we've taken an interest in a young fella here, Billy Fraser. He's an up-and-coming IndyCar driver, but he's back in New Zealand to race in the New Zealand Grand Prix on Sunday. I'm in the pit crew. I've been, given, I've been given my instructions. I have to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning to receive my instructions and what my duties are in the pit crew of the New Zealand Grand Prix. Cop that. 
All right. Well, just get those wheel nuts on nice and tight. <laughs> Good on your Staffy. Have, have a great weekend, buddy. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. And so will we.